Welcome to The Sticks, the official podcast of Fiddlesticks Country Club. I'm Ryan Shaw, General Manager here at Fiddlesticks. Today is the kickoff of our first ever podcast, which we have named The Sticks. So we'll be bringing this to you throughout the year. And what we'll do is we'll bring in different guests to come in and speak about uh, uh, different topics that's going on around the club. And today... We're going to kick it off with our uh, director of golf, Travis Weirs, and our uh, director of agronomy, Gabe Gallo. So I have those two guys here in studio with me today. And I want to start out, guys. Hey, uh, golf courses are looking great. Hearing a lot of positive feedback. Uh, it's very green, roughs up. Just want to flip it over to you guys and uh, get your thoughts of, of the golf course conditions and, and what you're hearing out there. Thanks, Ryan. Gabe, it's great to be in studio with both of you. We're really excited. I think the season has kicked off really well as far as golf course events go, and obviously golf course conditions uh, lead right into that. I think the response from the membership, those of that have been here all summer long, as well as the ones that have just come back from up north, have been overwhelmingly positive. But Gabe, maybe you can give us some information on how we got to this point. What did you do this summer that leads up into what you're seeing right now? Uh, Mr. Shaw told me to paint the place green, so we did. <laughs> That's kind of how it started. But no, it's it, the weather's getting good. Uh, September's always tough, and we uh, fought through that. Got some sunlight going on through October, and here we are in November, and it's been pretty warm and good. Um, just uh, Weather's going to start cooling off a little bit, so we need to watch out for that a bit. But um, now that the team's been working hard and doing what they can with, with what kind of short team we have, I guess you could say. So, Gabe, in the past, you know, we fought green speeds. You got weather. You got a lot of rain. Obviously, heat's an issue. We kind of mid-changed uh, our program midstream. Just tell us a little bit about that. I mean, obviously, the membership, those who spend time here, in the summertime know the airification process and how important the cultural practices are in the summertime but with our change that we made with the double punch the six-week closure just kind of walk us through that and i think the membership that was here all summer long really liked that change but not everyone if they spend time away from the club in the summertime is probably aware of what, what went on there well i think there was two main changes that happened this summer that help you know create more consistent green speeds, obviously faster green speeds, and that is the six-week closure, I believe, because the airification holes had more time to heal up more naturally rather than us having to try to push the greens uh, to hurry up and fill in the holes, and all of a sudden we got a sudden surge of growth. But the other thing, too, were, was changing the actual Monday closures. You remember prior summer it was a uh, 12 o'clock afternoon that we'd always have a challenge battling with the rains, and um, by closing in the morning time, it allowed us, our team, to get out there and verticut, not just one time, but like sometimes, you know, double verticutting um, before the rains did come at, you know, three, four o'clock, like they do in a typical summer down here. You know, Gabe, uh, in the past, we've typically closed the golf courses for four weeks at a time, three times throughout the summer. And um, just to get more specific on where Travis was going, uh, we would open a golf course up, and it seemed like we'd have two weeks of you know not so good conditions, uh, and then we would have two weeks of good conditions, and then we'd shut the course down, and then we'd open the other one, and we'd go through the same cycle. And what we were seeing is that we would need about six weeks truly to get a golf course back to really good playing conditions. 
So I know the, the Green Committee discussed it, and you and Travis put a lot of time in it and decided let's go to these six-week closures rather than these four-week closures. So that way, when we open a golf course up, those members that were here playing could have a good experience for the whole time, um, which, was, which seems to be really well-received. No, no doubt. Awesome. Well, uh, Trav, we've got a ton of events coming up. We've spent the last year and a half, you know, really with this COVID thing and running these, you know, variations of tournaments and, you know, doing drive-through for food and uh, doing things a lot different than we would in the past. And I know so far this season we've we've seemed to get back to normal with these tournaments. Just want to get your thoughts on you know, what we've got coming up and what you've seen so far with participation and so on and so forth. I know you you just added an awesome uh, Kaylee event for the ladies, which is, you know, kind of a, a fall thing similar to the fall frolic that we do for the gentlemen. So congrats to you and your team on putting that together. But uh, you want to talk about the events coming up? Yeah, we, we're really excited, as I mentioned when we opened up, about the event schedule that we have. I think in particular when you come out of the last 18 months and we learned a lot, Ryan, when we did the things that worked out um, well for us, the things that we had to modify because of COVID. And in fact, there were small blessings that came out of COVID in that maybe we structured events a little bit different. We did tea times instead of shotguns, even small little details like that. But uh, the, the events that we've ran so far, uh, the fall frolic, we had our largest fall frolic uh, we've had here in 12 years here at the club. And then the unveiling of the, the first annual Kaylee. And the, the Kaylee, the thought process behind that, we always loved that the gentlemen had a destination event here at Fiddle Six. They knew when they were coming back in the fall or the fall kickoff that they had the fall frolic to look forward to. So we wanted something like that for the ladies. We wanted them uh, to be calling their friends and neighbors saying, hey, are you going to be back at Fiddle Six for the Kaylee in late October? And then to tie into that, the, the best format to me in, in club-level golf is the five nine-hole matches, the round-robin. It's the, the format that you see in men's member guests oftentimes. You get to play five nine-hole matches. So we, we kind of paired those two ideas, the ideas of a destination fall event for the ladies with that of the, the format of the men's member guests. And boy, did it ever um, – it was very well received. I think the team did a great job uh, with administrating details and carrying out the event all the way from golf, uh, food and beverage, and all the social activities. So uh, kudos to all, all of them. But that kind of just kicked our season off a little bit, Ryan. I mean, we have a, a fiddle six scramble with 20 or so, 25 teams on the wait list. Um, we're excited to carry out all these events and then uh, lead us into 2022 and into the fall with hosting another national championship here at Fiddle Six. So I think the next 12 months here is going to be a really exciting tournament season. It's going to present a unique opportunity not only for our team in golf, um, Gabe and golf course maintenance, getting the golf course ready to host a national championship, and then um, Sarah and her team uh, in administration along with you, Ryan, to, to carry out an event like that from a social standpoint. Awesome. Yeah, we, uh, I know the three of us had the opportunity to go up to Berkeley Hall just last month and witness the event uh, that they put on this year and met with USGA and met with the officials and kind of got a good idea what to expect for next year. So for the members out there, we're going to be kicking that off here pretty soon. There's a lot of planning to do. We're going to be needing a lot of help with volunteers from the members. We're going to be putting together a fundraiser committee. We're going to need to raise some funds. Uh, well, any members out there that want to house some of these players uh, would be awesome. It was a, a great event, 
really neat. Uh, just really looking forward to it. So with that being said, Gabe, with this big event coming in, you know, you got a chance to spend a lot of time with the USGA. They seem to be coming out here on a regular basis, and when they come out, they spend a lot of time with you looking at the golf course and their expectations of what they're looking for. Um, anything, Gabe, that you have to do outside the norm uh, with this event coming up? I know it's in September, which is probably the most difficult month of the year to produce the, you know, the conditions that you want. But anything that you have to do uh, outside the box? Uh, there's a few little tweaks here and there that we, we have to work on that I'm, we're working with the USGA. Um, it's nice the reports that they give to kind of help us out and give us a guideline. Um, the big thing you will notice that will be different than our normal operation would be the walk pass, I would say, from T to fairway. Um, that's something that that's not traditionally done here. Uh, we don't have many walkers on the course, isn't that correct? So um, the the women will be walking on this event, obviously, and they, they need to, to have that path from uh, T to fairway, yeah. like you see in major events and tournaments and things like that. Awesome. Traff, really recap uh, – I thought the whole story was really neat with the tournament. Real quick uh, update for the membership, how it works with the stroke play and the match play. And, you know, I thought it was really neat what happened this year at Berkeley with, you know, the the seeding with 1-64. and Yeah, it was awesome. It was really eye-opening, Ryan. Obviously, we've been all been a part because of working in this industry of big golf tournaments. But it was a little bit of an eye-opening experience for me. I think I found myself getting goosebumps a lot of times, whether it be at some of these social functions or, or just watching the golf. It's different when you're uh, hosting a national championship at any level. So I was very, very exciting. The structure of the event, they have a couple of rounds of practice. They have a couple of practice rounds, and then they do two stroke play rounds, 36 holes of stroke play seating, and then they take the low 64 and throw them in a match play bracket. And what Ryan was alluding to earlier is they had a playoff to get that 64th seed. And then naturally, just like the NCAA basketball tournament, the 64 seed plays the one seed. The one seed at Berkeley actually broke the 36-hole stroke record, uh, stroke play record to get in. She faced and then lost her opening round match to the 64 seed. So it just goes to show that anything can happen in golf. And I think the membership, as they did in 2010, is really going to embrace uh, there's very few places that have hosted multiple national championships. So we're really, really excited for it. And I know the ladies are excited to come to Southwest Florida uh, in the uh, fall of uh, 22. And if I'm not mistaken, the first seed through those 36 holes was minus nine. And the 64th seed, one in a playoff, was plus 15. Uh, that's correct. So I guess they say anything can happen in match play, huh? That's it. That's exactly right. That's exactly it was fun. Awesome. Well, that's going to wrap up our first edition of The Sticks. Uh, we look forward to doing this again. Not quite sure who we'll have in the studio. We'll leave that as a surprise. But if you ever, ever had, if you ever have any questions uh, for us, any topics you want us to touch on, feel free to reach out, send an email, call, stop by, grab us when we're walking around. We'd love to uh, discuss anything that's on your mind. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a good day.